Welcome back to JM Radio, everybody. My name is Jeremy Siegel alongside Mike. How's it going, dude? It's going all right, dude. I guess. Except I'm extremely tired. Yeah, you definitely have pain. Physical or mental. Emotional. uh, So much scarring. Um, Anyway. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the Chappie episode that just came out. Hopefully it sounded good. I haven't edited it yet, but I, he was very low in the recording. So It's just funny because he's a pretty loud guy. He's a loud and very nice man. He was great. I can't wait to talk to him again, even if it's off podcast. Yeah. Uh, and you guys should definitely go check out his music and also... His tabletop tales, his podcast. Yes, the tabletop tales. Get That's it right. What I said, I said the tabletop no. tales. I think it cut out when you said it. Uh, yeah, Mike, how have you been? Uh, whatever. Up and down, trying to find stuff to do. Same old. During a pandemic, what you need stuff to do? What? What would you want? What do you want me to do? Just like I don't rot? know. I don't know. That's what we all do, slowly. Anyway, let's not bring everyone down. Um, yeah. So, so what have I, I, I have, am back in college, and I'm doing grinding through that now. On top of podcasting on the side as my side hustle. But uh, oh, you know what I do work. want to talk about? Yes, actually. Um. So I want to remark how happy I am that like sea shanties have become a trend. That's relevant to our music podcast. Holy oh, shit, it dude, is sea shanties. They're, yeah, we there are a lot of them on this list. I mean, I, I've been going off on the new list too with sea shanties. My, like my friends have put me on sea shanties like way back in like early high school, and now to see them like blow up like this, it's good. Yeah, I don't know how that trend started. I know it's definitely. Oh, was that there was that related. one TikTok that was like? The kid in the car with his brother, and he's like, "What is this kid playing?" And then by the end of the Snapchat, he was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, I did hype. see that. I, I did sent see it that. to you. Yeah. Oh, that's probably how I saw it. Yes. Uh, no, yeah, sea shanties are great. I know you said you showed them to me before they blew up, and yeah, I don't remember, but it's just because I have a bad memory. Yeah, but, I showed you one, and you were like, "This is weird." Uh. It's... Yeah, I I have no idea. I have no idea to respond to that. I'm sorry. I guess. How dare you? I, it's all my fault. Anyway, I, sea shanties are great. Listen to them, or, or just continue listening to the podcast. And probably midway through the year, they start coming in. It, so you amazing. actually threw out a really good one that I hadn't heard before this year in 2020. It's it's actually surprising whenever you watch tiktok and how powerful it is to make just like an entire genre of music a thing when it wasn't before or wasn't as mainstream as it was or it could could have been i think sea shanties had a lot of people who like were listening to them but were scared to like be open about it it was a niche market and now it's become mainstream yeah and it's surprising. TikTok is like a two-way street where it can blow up a really good song or like a horrible song. And it's usually also, that one. Yeah, it's it's usually the latter. So uh, I like it and I don't like it. It's like this double-edged sword that it's TikTok interesting is crazy. to watch. Yeah, it's interesting it's to so see weird. how it evolves. But uh yeah. I, I think we don't have much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> to Besides whatever about. happened a year ago today. Oh, yes. So a year ago today, when we were recommending this list on January 26th, the first day of this list, uh, this week's list, uh, Kobe Bryant died, uh, which really started the year off shitty. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Kobe Bryant. Uh, honestly, I wasn't a basketball fan when he was playing, but I knew his presence as like a big deal. And he Are you a basketball fan star. still? I'm a basketball fan now, but I wasn't as much when he was around. I'm a Milwaukee Bucks Giannis Antetokounmpo fan. 
Uh, the I, there's no fruit. way you said his name right. No one does, so I'm okay with saying it wrong. And it, it's not Greek; it's Nigerian, but it, it's a whole thing. Uh, he's from Greece, sort of. Anyway, sad way to start off this week news, and it only gets worse from last uh, from 2020. Uh, on the 27th, the markets crashed due to corona the fears of coronavirus becoming a pandemic. It wasn't labeled a pandemic yet. Uh, China shuts down sporty events, COVID pronounced global health crisis, emergency, sorry. And then Britain exits the EU as a membership. And then they wouldn't officially exit till very recently. But you can see the trends of the world starting to go down, uh, which is interesting to look back on now, I think. And I think it's relevant to the songs because I think I even recommend a song as like a tribute to Kobe. And it, 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 it's interesting to see how the songs relate as the year kind of progresses. Word. Anyway. Uh, uh, R.I.P. Kobe. A Kobe song? I think. Because I remember you seeing something that was like, this is for Kobe. I was like, I don't know what the fuck. I was... You said that, and so I assume it's the second song that I recommended, but that song doesn't seem like it's relevant to Kobe. None of these do, but I feel like you put something there. Well, I'm going to say the second song is. So let's get to the week three's list. So this is week three of our play of our playlist for 2020, I guess, of recommending a song back and forth to one another for an entire year. And the first song on week three always starts off with my recommendation, the J and the M, JM Radio. So I'm J, he's M. So that's how the order goes, if anyone's still confused on that. Uh, you could, uh, if you're still confused on that, honestly, go to our Instagram page at JM Radio Pod, and it'll show the picks in order. And mine on the left column, Mike's on the right column. Anyway, yeah, little had to had to plug plug the Instagram a little bit or any social media at JM Radio Pod. Anyway, week three, first song on the list is "Let It Dive" by, and this is their real name. And you will know us by the trail of the dead, a 2004 song. Is this the one that was an MVP baseball that I forgot? Yes. Okay, that makes this is like a definitely like a MVP baseball vibe. Yes. So this song is like the epitome of my childhood because after there was a theme song by the Do Nots, which was a German band uh, that opened was the theme song of MVP baseball. But then once you got to the loading screen of that video game in uh, MVP Baseball 2005 on the PS2, to be exact, uh, this this guitar riff would open the the start menu, basically. And so this song is like iconic for me when I hear those opening like guitar riff happening, because it just like instantly transports me back to like playing video games in my living room with my dad. This um, is a this is a very seagull vibe song. I don't know how uh, to explain yeah. it. Like no, what a I seagull vibe is. Like I mean, yeah, how would you explain it? Like kind of like soft rock emo y. Not not yeah. emo, but like soft yeah. Soft rock is probably the best way to say it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Whenever I think of like a you song, I feel like songs you'd be like you'd be like at a restaurant and you like hear it playing in the background. Like that's a yeah. seagull song. I don't know why. <laughs> Oh, okay, I think I have more taste than that, but uh, no, 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 I, I know you do, but like, there's also like this kind of song that you like a lot. I feel like I for this, it's just all the nostalgia. That whole that whole uh, album, well, not album, but this the whole video games soundtrack is like nostalgic to me. If and you can search it up on Spotify, MVP Baseball 2005. Someone's made the playlist with all the songs, and I have that on my Spotify list. If I'm just like. I need to cheer up and any, I think there's other songs from that soundtrack later in the list too. The only part that's not in it is at the very end where they just go into like this piano rift. They cut that out of, I never knew that was in this song until the end where they just play piano at the end. Wasn't in the version on the video game. I've that not played that game sense. so long, but that pat a fla fla drum was the best when they go. Dun -dun. It's a, it's a drumming style. Any drummers out there will know what I mean. Um, you a drummer? 
my dad was. Oh, no, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So he played in bands. And so, and I played drums when I was younger. But uh, also, this band is from Austin, Texas, which is ironic that I moved here. Um, Next song? Or do you want my thoughts? Uh, What do you think? You gave your thoughts. Yeah, you you gave your thoughts. You thought it was a seagull song, and (laughs) I have a type, apparently. Uh, I mean, you have a type, and then you'll throw in Tool to be Vegan by... Okay, that's a a spoiler. (laughs) I had to spoil that one. I might bleep that out in the edit. No, Um, no, no. Whatever. Okay. Uh, Okay, um, so I have Old Friends by Pine Grove as my first song of the week. Uh, Pine Grove... A rock band from New Jersey. They kind of have like a this song especially has like a really nice like hometown vibe. I don't really it's it's, a, it's about like going around the town you like know about and like seeing people and shit. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 growing up in the same town, which I think relates to we, both we of us. Both. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I think just so I can put my two cents in there, uh, I think this compares to Laszlo Bain. With the banjo, uh, really? in the background. Yeah, there's a little banjo that plays in the background, and it sounds like the Scrubs theme song a little bit. I mean, the singer obviously doesn't sound the same, but let me the try same and, like, aspirations. Think about it. Don't think too so. long. This is this is a voice only <laughs> podcast, so no, I was just trying to like imagine to play the song in my head, and like, it's very subtle, but it's there. Okay. At points, you can hear the banjo kind of just go like ding, 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 ding. Um, and it reminded me of the Scrubs. Yeah, these these are the things I don't pick up on. I've been listening gotta to listen the song with, a bunch. Gotta listen with big headphones. Yeah, no, I love this song. It's a really nice vibe. The lyrics are really cool. A lot of nice wordplay with like outcome and come down. Um, yeah, I have, some, I have some lyrics that I liked and I picked out. <laughs> really? Like I always do. Yeah. Maybe I should have gone out a bit more when you guys were still in town. I, I got too caught up in my own shit. It's how yeah, everyone that's a good outcomes, how every outcome such a come down. It, yeah, it's just like it, it's regret. It's it's that thing that we all feel once we grow up and go back to the town that we once like roamed. Yeah, he's kind of like he's the pro- he's like I feel like he's lost hope, but he's also like cares about this stuff like the whole like i should call oh, yeah. my parents when i think of them thing that's and that relates back to the kai dreams untangled song it's the same lyric almost ding 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 every episode kai yeah. dreams come up it's kai come dreams up. i think it's week seven is when we have four kai dream songs from mike i think we can go a week without bringing him up nope Probably not. uh till he comes on the podcast he'll be every week should i uh, go on a kai dreams hunger strike <laughs> Yeah, he should go on a Kai Dreams hunger strike. Uh, the only thing I don't like about this song is the guy's voice. Uh, it's kind of wallowy. It just kind of like moans all the lyrics. So yeah, yeah, I can see. I, I don't know. I, I, that's the only thing I didn't like. I think you like this. Song? I don't want it. Yeah, it was a good song. I did. I, it grew on me over time. Yeah, no, I love this song. But the more listens and reading the lyrics, it was much better. I think. Yeah, uh, no, this is it's poetry. Church poetry maybe. man. Church? Okay. Uh okay. So my next song is Blues Run the Game. Game? Blues Run the Game by the yes. Headless Heroes. Uh which I learned this was a cover recently. I did not know. That was gonna be my first point. Got him. Uh the singer is Alil Diane. Uh this is uh one of the songs from my music for movies playlist, which I mentioned or you mentioned before on week one. Uh so I think this is would fit great into a film. Although the cover it's a cover song, like you said, and it's a cover of Jackson C. Frank's song from nineteen sixty five. And the original version is much better. <laughs> so if I was gonna put a version of this song in a movie, it'd definitely be the original. Do you hate uh, covers? No, I usually I, I like covers. I was just shocked to find out that whenever I recommended a cover, you were like, "Why not just have the original?" Like, I don't know. It's like, well, cover. you were recommending covers that were the same substance. Like, it there was no originality to it. Like, you can cover a song in many different ways. Like for this example, 
it's different to hear a female's perspective through with, with these lyrics than a male's perspective. So that's already making it a little bit different. But like, are the they different lyrics? Was, no, they didn't write different lyrics. Well, how but, is it a different perspective? Because hearing a, a female version person cover it gives it a different aspect of what the lyrics could mean. It does have a different like vibe to it. Oh, I said the word. Um, I don't know. I, to me, it does. But the songs you would recommend, I think you recommended a David Bowie cover where he literally just did the song exactly the same as the David Bowie version. Oh, no, but the whole thing was he was in space, singing Space Oddity. No, there was a different... No, I know what you're, one you're talking about. You recommended a different... Whatever. You had, you had a oh, few no, David no. Bowie covers. You were thinking about the mid-year Man Who Sold the World. Yeah, that guy. That yeah. one. Yeah. Anyway, back to this song. Um, I liked it. I still like this version, obviously. Or wouldn't Yeah, no, this is a nice version. Yeah. It's, it's I, I don't classic. know if I listened to the original. I don't think I did. Well, it's the classic like blues sentiment that talking about how you can't outrun your internal problems. Um, the blues run the game, have run the game was the the protagonist being tied down by his blues or her blues. Um, it's it's a it's a good it's a good song. I, I, like, I, I definitely think if you're gonna listen to a version. I would choose the original, and I recommend you, Mike, to listen to the original. Yeah, I haven't listened to the original yet, actually. So, it it's gonna place high on my list. I'll tell you that because it's really, a good song. yeah, I, I I again, like I said in the first episode, it grew on me like a fungus. Um, you really, you really like the fungus thing, huh? That's gonna be our first T-shirt. Uh, Jay grew on me like a fungus, or JM Radio <laughs> grew on me like a fungus. Uh, That's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. I, I I copyright that or however you do that. There's a C next to it with like a little circle. I don't think that's yeah. how it works. You just like I copyright. No, no, I claim it. It's ours. Okay. Um. Anyway, what's All your right. next song? Um. So I have another. Uh, Barnes Boulevard last summer song. This is just the bonus track called Bonus. Um, we talked. This is like you know last week. Uh last week's podcast i don't know if there's that much to add because it's like a similar thing it's just different like sounds and it's like a similar vibe of like the whole summer thing and you know did you listen to this one too is it like different from parks of being wallflower like the whole thing with this album i can like play the whole thing and i'll just feel like one long song well that could be good if you're just wanting to listen to that style of music yeah no, it's good. Uh, this is that's like a great thing. For, for I definitely one. think this song. I, there's obviously similarities with the coins being the beat and stuff. It's like, like a that. similar progression. You're like it's like euphoric, and then there's a little bit like of a beat. Look, the guy really likes his coins. That's uh, one thing I understand about nothing else about Barnes Boulevard. He likes coins, um, and he has a lot of them. Uh, but th- there are differences in this song where the muffled guitar in the background kind of sways with the song and then the big difference that kind of relates to summer and i don't know if this is in any of his other songs because i've only listened to the two you've recommended but the fireworks made me think of oh that July. was nice yeah that was dope so also there was a third one from this album the last out like the last song of this i don't know you want, you want me to spoil it yeah don't. um but yeah it's a different aesthetic when you have that fireworks and like the real life sounds are his big thing obviously with the coins and fireworks and it it did give me that like oh shit like obviously this is referencing to like fourth of july uh well you can interpret because of summer i mean fireworks are from a lot of times but uh yeah the fireworks were a nice touch at the end of the song to kind of like conclude you know really this whole album is just like I feel like I think I just said this all already, but it's just a joy. Definitely put this on if you're in a bad mood. There's like nothing bad about it. No, it's it's a good song. I liked it. Uh, he he's a good artist. I don't even know uh, what gender they are or sh- or she. I, yeah, I don't, I don't nothing know. about Barnes Boulevard. I've looked a lot. Yeah, there's nothing about Barnes Boulevard. Like it's impressive um, that you can be that like SoundCloud. 
puts music up and then disappears into the night. Just like Chappie a year ago. Just like Chappie a year ago. Uh, now, now he's that was very up. interesting. It was very interesting that he said that stuff. That he was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a marketing plan at all. It's just a song on Spotify that, and no one knew who I was. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, uh, right? It, I, it, it still surprises me that you can drop a song. I mean, obviously he didn't know it was going to get that big, but that he could drop a song and then just walk away for a bit. Um, yeah. And then come back, and now he's making a new LP, everyone. Wrestle me out this year. We're going to be his biggest fans and support him. So, anyway. Um, my next song is Teenage Rock Stars by Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness. This is another Seagull vibe, and I love, I actually love this song. I'm really glad you like this song. I, I didn't, uh, it didn't stick out to me when I first listened to it when you recommended it. But when I was going back through it for this episode, I don't know. See, I try, I try and recommend songs that you'll like that also fit within my like genre bounds of like, soft rock or rock and roll music also this is a very nostalgic song so it really felt like it would be right up your alley uh oh that's what i know this guy from what did you look him up recently (laughs) or right now no like i was do you know anything else by him yeah well what's the deal with andrew mcmahon in the wilderness because i feel like i think i know what uh well, he like was the, a solo artist, and now he's kind of like in a band. I think they're called The Wilderness. I don't know much about him. I didn't that, do like, my research into the guy. Cecilia and the Satellite song? Is, that was him? Or no? Oh, I didn't know that. Do you know that no, song? Oh, no, I'm thinking of a different song. Sorry. Okay, no, good. I don't know so that I'll keep, song. I'll recommend it. Well, this is, yeah. <laughs> getting a little off track. Anyway. Uh, this song's, uh, you know, nostalgic pop rock, I guess, is, or soft rock, as you said, uh, with elements of, like, dad rock in it, especially because he literally references the fact that he's now, like, a father at the end. What is dad uh, rock? I guess classic rock is considered dad rock. Easy to listen to rock. Uh, I don't know. It's just another form of, or another name for classic rock, I think. For uh, but the, the lyrics are what make the song obviously because I'm a lyrics guy more than anything, and uh, it's like a memoir of obviously this Andrew McMahon, I think that's how you say his name, the actual bands he's been in, and he was a teenage rock star in real life. And he, yeah, I was looking like at the that. lyrics, yeah, so he grew up like yeah. that, and now all he uh, he gets recognized in public, but it's like. It's like being a meme almost is how I imagine it. Like you were that kid that the high school kid that has that really bad picture. And now it's like, oh, it's you. Like in the grocery store, you randomly get recognized still. It gives you a glimpse into what it's like when you hit fame at a young age and then slowly age out of whatever popularity or yeah, popularity you're in. Anyway. To phase out to more typical life. Now he's just Must in a grocery weird. store, and his mom's just like a mom is just like, "Hey, I remember listening to you when I was a kid." Like I'm sure, like NSYNC or any of them, that now all their fans are like forty year old moms. If like one of if one of them went into a grocery store, I'm sure they're rich enough that they don't have to do that. But if they did, Joey Fatone would be like, "Oh yeah." The mom would come up to him and be like, "I like you back in the '90s." Anyway, I'm going on a rant. Uh, your next song, Mike. Okay. Uh, Hollow Log by Beck. Seagull, do you not like Beck? Uh-huh. Th- this song, the only reason I really like this song is because I found it. There's this YouTube video called Frog Song, and it's just this like really cute like pixel frog sitting on a log, like strumming guitar playing this song with ambience and it's just like a very joyous thing to watch please go watch frog song even if you don't like hollow log which i even think is kind of like a whatever song well the version you picked is apparently from the demo and it's not the perfected version of the song really that's an interesting thing yeah i read about it this is from his demo the version you picked 
Um, and apparently later he goes back and uh, perfects or changes how he sings it. So it's just that was an interesting fact that I found out about the version you recommended. It was kind of just like strumming, thinking about doing like bum ass stuff, like getting drunk. It's, a, it's, it's another well, it's another blues song. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking, trying to. Yeah, yeah. It it's the imagery of I don't know if you know a hollow log is a coffin. Just that's what a hollow log is. I mean, in this case, it actually might. Well, no, it's probably not related to the frog thing. That was later. But a hollow log in the uh, artistry sense is usually in reference to a coffin. So there's hollow log, pistol, getting drunk. It's yeah. the kind of imagery of like a blues inspired piece. Yeah. Which uh, is not um, very not much what the frog singing it makes me think of. <laughs> uh, the song sounded like a combination of Blues Run the Game from earlier and Little Drummer Boy, that Christmas song. Really? Uh, that's what it sounded like to me. It's just like a, it's like the, if the two of them had a baby, this would be what the song was. And the baby was emo. Um, <laughs> like he just had his drawing eyeliner on and being like, I want to be in a hollow log. Oh, um, what I, the I don't fuck? know. I don't know. I was trying to sound emo. <laughs> uh, obviously, I can't do that. Yeah. It, oh, you asked if I don't like Beck. No, I don't like Beck. He's weird. <laughs> um, Wait, is Beck like? I don't know enough about music. Is Beck like? Was he a lead singer of a popular band? No, he's Beck. That's he's just like Beck. his thing. He's just Beck, but his whole thing is that he's like done every genre ever. So he has like electro music. Nice voice crack blues uh he's done rock he's done folk he's like that was like his thing he's done every style of music he's not like stayed in his lane like Coldplay has made the same type of song for 20 years now whereas beck is like i'm gonna choose this genre to make this time which is a tough thing to do but it also like scatters like so his audience is like kind of like all over the place. So you have to be a fan. He's like a cult of personality, basically. Huh. Where it's like, you like the guy. Um, I feel like and... not a lot of people like Beck. Beck he, he has was, this, like, uh, I discovered Beck through, like, this video game Sound Shapes. He had this, like, amazing song. I don't know if you know if Sound Shapes works. I don't know anybody does. It's like a rhythm game where, like, all the obstacles in the level like make noise and it's by the end of the level like it's a full song that's cool as you go on there's like more stuff does that make sense yeah no it makes sense it sounds cool honestly yeah i know sound stage was awesome but beck had a song in like one of the levels that he like was designed. it was amazing it was called the cities this level slash song oh my god look that up but yeah how logs are it it, yeah, it's a fine song. Um, I don't think it'll make... Well, it didn't make my top five. I'm openly willing oh, to Oh, no, it didn't that. make mine either. Um, but yes, uh, the next song is a very weird song. I'll preface it like that. It is definitely one I threw in here, and I didn't expect Mike to like it at all, but I was just like, uh... I like this song. Okay, the next song I recommended was Journey to the Center of the Mind by the Amboy Dukes from 1968. So this is psychedelic rock, which is far different than bedroom pop or bedroom rock or lo-fi, as you can get. So what did you think of this song, Mike? Oh, actually, like, I thought this was pretty interesting. I don't know if I liked it. Uh... Uh, like I don't know if I liked it. I I can't even tell. Like we were just listening to it right before we uh, started the podcast. But I don't know. It had like a. It almost made me think of like one of those typical like surfing songs or something. Okay, so what sense. do you think psychedelic rock means? Psychedelic rock. Because that's the category or the genre it's in. What genre? Where do you see see this being psychedelic rock? It's definitely psychedelic rock. 
I mean, is that an actual genre? Yes, it is. Wow. It's not like a thing I tacked on to the beginning of rock. Psychedelic rock is a genre. I don't. Th- it's not as popular anymore, obviously. Um, but psychedelic rock is big into like drugs. Like this is the this is the beginning. Oh, of- is this a song about like doing drugs? There you go. You're catching on. Journey to the center it? of the mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's... I, I didn't know you were, like, asking me what does this song mean. I thought you were like, what is... Well, psychedelic rock is, like, the genre of that type of song. So any song that was, like, this style of song and had references to, like, knowing what... The best lyric in the song is beyond the realm of what. Because <laughs> you're just like, what the fuck does that mean? So it, it's... The song's about long hits and acid trips is what I wrote. <laughs> to be creative, okay. Um, but what do you know who Ted Nugent is? I've heard the name. Okay, so what ruins this song is knowing who Ted Nugent is. Uh, Ted Nugent ruins the Amboy Dukes entire discography, I think, because Ted Nugent is the um. Uh, he played. He he made the music. He didn't make the lyrics. He made the music for the band. Uh, so he's one of the leaders of the Amboy Dukes, and he is a very far right conservative person. Oh, that's where you're going. Okay. Yeah. So he's but like really far right conservative. I didn't know about which that. is I which is ironic because this song's about like weed and everything, and Ted Nugent's whole platform is about like living a straight edge life. And he's come to the defense of this song saying he didn't know it was about drugs because he didn't write the lyrics. But if you read the lyrics, they're obviously about drugs. I mean, I didn't know it was about drugs. I mean, maybe I didn't really absorb the lyrics, but I mean, even the way it plays, like kind of the the waviness of it and everything that you could you could put two and two together if you you understand And, and the lyricist of the band. I don't remember. I didn't write down his name. I apologize. But he's even admitted, yeah, dumbass. It's about fucking doing drugs. And Ted Nugent's like, no, it's not. Um, so he ruins this song <laughs> because he's part of that band, sadly. Um, I mean, they were a band. This is from 1968. Uh, so Ted Nugent's now like 70 plus. Um, and he does country music now. So uh, it's a whole thing. Anyway. A lot of background on that that song, but what did you think of it again? Sorry, did you like it? Was it was fun. I didn't like love it. So I can definitely your see top five. I, no, I could definitely see the psychedelic thing though. Now that you bring it up, psychedelic nature of it. I have to look into psychedelic rock. Is that a real album? Not an album. It's a I mean, genre. That's a, that's uh, I mean. Yeah, it's from the like probably like the late sixties and seven. Like Pink Floyd's also psychedelic rock. Comfortably numb is technically psychedelic rock, so you've you've heard it before. It's that like definitely f- makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So those the band I th- I'm pretty sure it's from the periods of like the 1960s to like mid 70s was psychedelic rock. There were bands in there. Anyway, uh, Mike, what is your next song? Um, so I have the Golden Hour by Louis Zong. Um, this is another like no lyric aesthetic song. Also, just would have to give a special shout out to Louis Zong. If you want like content like the Barnes Boulevard album to just follow Louis Zong everywhere. I don't, Louis Zong makes like super great, like cute aesthetic stuff, like music, just like graphics. I don't really know how to explain it. He, but it's, I looked him what? up. I looked him up and he has probably more music than any like like more music than Taylor, uh, Taylor Swift or anybody like that. Like he has so much music that he just puts out. So if you like this song, I'm sure you'll like other of his songs because there's so much of it. Louis, yeah, yeah. There, a lot of them are like short little like uh, aesthetic things like this. This kind of just sounds like um trying to capture this feeling of like i don't know being the in a suburban hour. yeah yeah with well, the sun shining on like a suburban town or 
like on the river or something. It, it, it does it well. I like this. You know, the aesthetic, the rare aesthetic of everything being crisp and new and soft in the new morning light or whatever. I forget if the golden hour is in the morning or at night. I'm pretty sure it could be either. But yeah. it's like the perfect time for cinematographers and or photographers for that matter. So do you like this? Yeah, I actually added this to my music for movies playlist because I thought it would be a good song in a film somewhere. It fit the mold of what a mic song would be to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, there are a lot of these. Yeah, just like kind of instrumental floaty song. It it, it captures your essence in there. This is barely a even a song, too. I think it's like a minute 30. It's yeah. very short. Uh, it's a very short song. Um, but yeah, it was good. I liked it. Uh, okay. Go to hold your head up. <laughs> There's not much to say. Do you want to say more about No, I, I, No, I said everything I wanted to say about that song, honestly. There's, there's cool. not much to say about it. Yeah, um, but it's good. If you like it, you like it. Anyway, my next song is Hold Your Head Up High by Darling Side. Not to get confused with Hold Your Head Up from the previous week by RJ. I did get confused, though. I thought these were both the same thing. Yeah, the only thing is that high part on the Darling Side. There's an extra word. And about 50 years of difference because I'm pretty sure the Argent song was from the 60s and this is from 2018. This song is good. I'll start with that. Thanks. But <laughs> you're welcome. I I don't know if I said this before, but this song feels like it could fit on the Walter Mitty soundtrack. Really? It'd just be Yeah, it could be slotted in as like one of those style of songs. Huh. Where it's just kind of uh, uh, the the haunting harmonies and floating babble that carry the track. I mean, obviously they say words, but when you look like into the floating words, babble, that's good. That's that's my new band name. We got uh, wine moms and floating babble. We copyright <laughs> both of those. Um, but yeah, I looked into lyrics, and even knowing the lyrics, it's still like, what what are you saying? I have an example. See that humankind is you, like all the rest down to the scratches on the album that you're singing to. Uh, I didn't know that's what they were saying when they were speaking. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it fits the floaty narrative of your style and maybe some rock. I don't know. It what blew you, my what, mind when I realized that this is a different song from the one was from last week. Uh, yeah, the week before had Argent. And this is from week three. I I am shocked that it, you just got confused because of the names. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think they're... Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, they don't sound alike. No, they just, like, register in my head as hold your head up. And I don't know what else to say. Well, there we go. That's how Michael will remember these songs. Yeah. In confusion. Yeah. Uh, they had some brass, which I'm always a fan of. They had brass in the song. I think more songs need brass and organ, as I said oh, in the chat. We about interview. organ. Yeah. Yes. More organ. Okay, Mike. What is your next song? So I have a uh, seventeen by Peach Pit. Peach Pit is like a. I think it's like an alt rock band that people like now. The kids are liking. Uh, Not you, just the kids. Ah, uh, I like Peach Pit. I think. Okay. I don't know. This song's all right. I think it's, I, I. It's surf rock, by the way. This? Yes. That's how they categorize themselves. Surf. Oh, surf indie pop. Sorry. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. It sounds like a Beach Boys yeah, yeah, song, yeah, yeah, but yeah, modernized. But I think that all, this also gives me like coming of age vibes. I think about the lyrics too. Well, 17. Yeah. It's also yeah. just talking about being a dumb kid the whole time. Yeah, people change after 17 yeah yeah. i think the whole message is like i did like i wasn't the greatest person when i was 17 but like whatever i was 17 you know yeah, they change they they evolve to be 
I guess more mature. I still laugh at stupid shit all the time, but I mean, my sense of humor is dumb, but I'm definitely. Probably, I still I we still just text yeet and dab to each other as like uh, that's you. our sign offs. You, I I have proof. I'll put it on the Instagram. I have proof of you saying yeet. I don't. I never say dab. Okay, I, only I say dab. Okay, uh, but you say but yeah. Seventeen is a. Um, I think I I don't know. Like the more I think about it, I don't think I like the song as much as I did when I recommended it and when I made my top ten, top five. It has a good guitar solo. I'll say that about it. It's like a muffled yeah. guitar solo. And I know you're not big into guitar solos, but... Let me amend that. Last episode, I just said guitar solos like don't matter or whatever. Yeah, I think you're going to piss off a lot of people. No, I'm going to get people <laughs> mad about that. I I think I just, like, I'm not um, musically savvy enough to appreciate that kind of stuff. Yeah. You said guitar solos are not good, and you said it on probably one of arguably the best guitar solos of all time as a response in the comfortably numb and you're like ah i don't care about they just they solos. don't they don't do anything for me like i don't i don't i can't appreciate like i don't i don't know enough about music to like be like oh you know what this is hidden this guitar solo well this I is what i say try and learn how to play even a section of that and you go oh now i get it <laughs> now i get why people see it as like this why would I have Amazing. to like learn it to appreciate it? I feel like that's unfair. Uh, no, I well, uh, to each their own. It's a yeah, especially comfortably numb. I don't know about this guitar solo, but that guitar solo is amazing and very difficult. But this song to me, seventeen back back to focus, seventeen by Peach Pit. Uh. The only thing I didn't like about it, it, it felt like a sped up uh, Beach Boy song, like for the new age kids, as you say. But the thing I that stood out to me is his like he almost sings in the style that everyone mocks an indie singer and in singing like, where it sounds like he's like wants to be Lord, wants to be what, Lord the singer. Oh, she's like this. She's like mumbling the entire time. I'm like, why? Why are you singing like that? It's like, it's like if SNL did a skit about making, like if the Lonely Island did a skit about mocking indie pop music. He sings like that. I don't. I just. I wanted to make that clear. I don't know. I'm putting the images in people's heads. I don't really see I, the Lord comparison, but. It's not. It's the, uh, more of the stereotypical sound of what you think of an indie pop artist nowadays, where they kind of mumble through a song. <sighs> My next song is uh, "Here with Me," the Killers, uh, by the Killers, uh, twenty twelve. Uh, shout out to Hudson, our friend, because he actually told me about this song a while ago. And then I eventually recommended it in this list because he said to me, I like the song and I did, but this song is, uh, sounds good. I, it's standard rock or a uh, standard ballad piece yeah. of rock yeah, music. Yeah. It, there's nothing like really special about it. The lyrics or not the lyrics, the vocals carry it the entire song. Like most carried. killer songs. Yeah. So carried the thing. And we'll post about this on our, uh social media i don't know mike probably didn't look up the music video but the music video is one of the weirdest music videos of all time and it's directed by tim burton uh, out of all people Whoa, that's crazy yeah uh and it has uh i don't know if you've seen the movie from 1987 mannequin no it's not animated uh but winona ryder's in it uh which is interesting she's in the also. music video she's in beetlejuice that's no, no, but she's in the music video for this, is what you're saying? Yeah, she's in the music video as well. Um, yeah, so big names. But uh, if you've ever seen the film Mannequin from 1987, doubt you have. It has that vibe to it, too. You're I'm picking up the word vibe, and I hate it. <laughs> it's just it comes to my brain first because so many people say it. What's the deal with uh, music videos that are just like out there? Oh, I love them. I think it makes the song better, if anything. 
Like, do you remember Radioactive by Imagine Dragons music video? No, I never saw that. It was one. like it was like a Muppet Fight Club. Oh, I do remember that. Is, is the thinking just like, oh, people are gonna watch it no matter what because they like the song, so we can just do whatever we want. We could have a whole episode of how music videos have evolved over time. I like I like that people get creative with it. I think it's cool, but like, well, music videos like... used to like you needed to have a successful music video to market a song, whereas now you can do it through TikTok, so you right. don't need to spend millions of dollars on like this amazing music video that's gonna like, like even like ten years ago when Psy had Gangnam Style that was integral to making that song popular was the stupid video where he's like doing his like shuffle and singing about I don't know it was in Korean so I don't know what he's saying exactly I still don't know what it's about oh Gangnam Style is the area it's a rich area of Korea Uh, so they're making fun of the uh, the the aesthetic i guess of like they were making fun of it this... yeah yeah he's like the oh they're like high and mighty basically bro and he's people who live there probably never come back it's like it's like a worldwide sensation i was just getting make made fun i didn't know that yeah i'm, I'm pretty sure is what i i read into it when it happened that was like 20 2009 i think was that song it was a long time ago but so yeah it was uh no, I was listening to some podcast that was talking about it recently. Um, so that's why it's like sort of fresh in my head. But yeah, this Killer song was all right. I feel like it's not really what I think of when I think of the Killers. Really? I mean, it kind of slots in with Mr. Brightside and um, what are their other big songs? I don't know. That's kind of the only one I... A oh, human. you know that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Human. I feel like Human's a yes. lot like... Uh, I don't know, lighter? No, nah, it's 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 also just kind of the vocals carry it like most killer songs, like I said. Yeah, I guess that's fair. So it, it they're all like kind of ballads. Yeah, I missed it's that just... song human. That's some nostalgia right there. Yeah. Uh I we'll post it on social media, but or we'll post a link on social media to the music video for this song because it's it's really good. It's just really weird because Tim Burton was involved, so obviously it's going to be a weird music video. Tim Burton. But anyway, Mike, what is your next song? Happy Ending by Alex Cameron. This was a song I heard in a show called High Maintenance, which everybody should watch. We got canceled, though. Really good. Um, I think Alex Cameron is like an act. Did you look that up? I think Alex Cameron's like a character. I, I don't think, I think it's the, the guy's real name. But he's like, uh, uh, are you going to correct me? No, I was just going to say what I remember, because I didn't actually write this down, but what I remember is that like this song specifically was about a businessman and like uh, being overly optimistic and wanting right. his quote unquote happy ending. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, he singing about like moving with his parents, but he like doesn't have to pay rent. Oh, I did actually so, write something down about this song. Oops. I didn't scroll down Oops. on my document. I have lyrics that says, oh yeah, overly optimistic businessman wanting his happy ending. Wow, I really remembered that. But the, uh, I have lyrics that say, there's nothing wrong with a pajero or pajero. Baby, why are you looking at me like that? I don't need no charity, no need to be so condescending. And a pajero, I guess, or pajero, because it might be Spanish with that spelling. Is a yeah. midsize SUV or a wanker in Spanish? I don't know if you know what a wanker is. I, I think you can put two and two together and figure that out. It's it's a British term, technically. Wanker. Yeah. But yeah, this the uh, song also has like a nice like night drive vibe. I put this on my like night drive playlist. Night drive. It's I like that. The lyrics. Yeah, I think Alex Cameron is like some like pathetic kind of character that this guy's playing. I mean, he plays it well. Yeah. Maybe I'm totally... I don't no, think so. I, I think you're right. I think it was something like that. Yeah. Uh, he has a very weird voice, or maybe not a voice, but voice effects on his voice uh, in the song. Yeah. Um, and to me, it just sounds like a uh, 
garage band loop in the background the entire time. Maybe I've ruined the song for people that like it, but it's oh no, I know what you're talking about. Oh, it doesn't ruin the song for me. Okay, fine. With I, I don't. I I never. It's never an intention of mine to go out and be like, well, except for Girl in Red. Fuck Girl in Red. Dude, calm down. Girl in Red is fine. She just needs more variation in her lyrics. Is my only complaint about that song in particular. But it was it, it, what did blow up on TikTok for that very reason. Coming to the defense it, of all TikTok girls, and when I say Girl in Red is good. Oh, the only TikTok girl you can come to defense is, is the girl that goes, For you, I'm gonna let it for free. For you, oh, stop, uh-huh. stop, stop, stop. I'm gonna let it for free. I don't even know her name. I just. She's, trap Bunny Bubbles. <laughs> yeah, Trap Bunny Bubbles. If she wants to be on the podcast, that would be an entertaining episode. I'd love to hear her, be her breaking oh. down the killers. Just to hear her opinions, it's like I don't even know. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So this is, I like this song a lot. It's a good song, uh, no doubt. It it just has a kind of rhythmic pattern to it throughout the whole thing. I feel, I don't know what's wrong with that. I feel like it's uh, it's not a bad thing. I mean, did you know that "Umbrella" by Rihanna, the entire drum beat was found on GarageBand? And they created that whole song out of one loop from GarageBand. And it's like one of the biggest songs in the world. What? So, yeah, they literally were just like scrolling through GarageBand and they said, stop on this sound. And they they just boosted the audio, basically, and then wrote the whole song in like an hour. And Umbrella was born, which is like probably one of the best selling songs of all time. So... It's not a bad Jeez. thing to be like, it's like a guitar loop or a garage band loop because obviously it works. kind of annoying. Maybe I've just heard it too much, but Umbrella, I feel like that's... Like, sometimes it can just be annoying. That repetitiveness. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is the same uh, drum loop over and over in the background, so that's the repetitive nature of it. Yeah. All right. Last two. Okay. My last song for today, or for this week, week three, is Ashes of Eden by Breaking Benjamin. What do you think of this song, Mike? I liked it. I liked it. Actually, um, I'm glad I revisited it because I like listened to it the first time and then I kind of forgot about it. And then it has a nice, it has a little bit of like a like Christian rock vibe. I know it's, a, I think it's about some sort of religious thing. Uh, there was a singer, lot of like... the singer is very makes it very clear that it's open ended, but yeah, it's definitely there's definitely hints to meaning of life and what what is it all about kind of vibe to it. God damn it, vibe uh, to it. Keep saying vibe. Where every the whole lyrics, all the lyrics are like questions basically, except the chorus. So it's questioning everything. So yes, there's definitely. Uh, a level of Christianity or meaningness it's, in the earth. I, I think it's like hinting at it. It's definitely about spirituality. Like I don't know if it ever, like you just listen to it and you feel like, oh, this is about religion. But I don't know if it ever says. Well, and so this is again where I'm going to bring up an outside source because the music video is all about like Adam and Eve. And aliens basically started the human race, and it's a whole thing. It's a weird music video because it's from like 2000. Oh, it's from 2015, but like they didn't have a good VFX budget for the music video. I'm guessing because it's really badly done. Uh, very bad special effects is what I mean. VFX special effects. If someone didn't know that. And the aliens are like falling to Earth. It's like a gravity vibe because I think gravity was around that time too. And they fall to Earth. And then like their molecules make the human race. And then they find each other in the end. And at the end of the song, what the hell? That's a whole trip. It's Adam and Eve, is basically the whole premise of the music video. And the director, if you're not going to do really good special effects, just don't do them. (laughs) I was going to look so bad. Well, okay. So this is why I like this song specifically i like this song too this is pretty high up on my list i'm very glad to hear that but one of the reasons i like the song is 
it is very easy to harmonize to. And I like singing to this song, honestly. And it's really easy to harmonize to. Um, I honestly thought for the longest time the harmonies were already in there. And then for the last sitting I had with this song, I just didn't do anything because I was in my apartment. and I didn't want to sing out loud at the time. And I realized every time I listen to this song, I just harmonize with it, like in my head or out loud, and realize the harmonies aren't really present in the song. So that was interesting. And the second part is, it's my guilty pleasure for a hard rock band. Breaking Benjamin doesn't usually sound like this. They're usually more like guttural in their music. Like, really? Yeah. I know, like I, know you, I know you hate that, right? Yeah, I don't like when singers do that. So the guilty pleasure is when a singer that does that regularly does a ballad piece where he just sings like a human. And they always are amazing. Because they're really good singers, but they ruin their voice by going, like Disturbed. (laughs) Like Disturbed's cover of The Sound of Silence, which if you've never heard, definitely go listen to Disturbed's cover of The Sound of Silence. If you haven't, just definitely high up on the listen. Like when they do those kind of songs, they're so much better. Like I like the band so much, but I can't listen to anything else but Breaking Benjamin because they don't do like acoustic ballads like this they usually are guttural i'm like ah fuck you you've ruined the the vibe fuck (laughs) vibe 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 this will be our second t-shirt uh what's your last song all right so you ready to fight right now oh i'm ready to fucking fight let's go fuck you okay (laughs) (laughs) so my last song is tura lura lura by bing crosby for some reason seagulls like thinks the song is like lowly i don't know what the like what do you what do you want do you want the song to be more than it is it just has a nice voice yeah i i said i was ready to fight but honestly i just i just because you know i'm right like this song no i no i'm i'm not saying the song is like like everyone should hate this song i'm saying i don't like this song okay i'm not saying this song should be scrubbed from the record and never spoke of um because obviously you and other people will like this song and i like a lot of crooner songs so yeah, I'm not i just gonna think be like, Bing crosby has like the nicest voice of all like up there has well, to one be of the one of the voices ever bing crosby is a crooner christmas guy so every time i, I mean, see everybody his name, knows him for the christmas albums yeah but he also has other music and eh, not really um <laughs> what do you, you want me to send you more no, please, God, no, please. <laughs> no, please. I agree. He has other music, obviously. Because Tura, Tura Lura Lural. That's an Irish lullaby by Pink Crosby, 1944. Uh, it's had, uh, I mean, you, you do realize this is a cover song, right? It's not even his song. Yeah, no, this is. Who cares? What is the. Like, his covers are a thing. My research. I need my research. I know this is a cover. He sang it in a movie, which I didn't know either. Going My Way in 1944. Yes, that's like... I I think that's where I heard it. Either that or in Ray Donovan. I don't know. I don't know that one either. It's a TV show. Part of me wants to just put this at five right now just to piss you off. (laughs) I mean, hey, we each got our own list. That's the the beauty of this show, and everyone else can keep their own list. I don't know. It's just like... Literally, especially... It's like a lullaby, Seagull. It's a lot like... Are you here? You are getting mad at a lullaby. Why? For what purpose? I just think the classic lullabies are so much better about babies falling out of trees and stuff. All right, moving on. <laughs> really morbid joke. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, you don't know that the, the cradle will fall out of the tree. And then I forget how to say it. I'm on the spot, man. Look it up. Cradles fall out of trees in baby songs in the lullaby, classic lullaby song. So, do I think this song is better than Cradles Falling Out of Trees? Sure. But it's a low standard. Anyway, <laughs> I'm ready to fight, Mike, right now. Bro, I don't care. You don't, you don't appreciate. I, I do appreciate. I appreciate Bing Crosby, but I only want to hear him during Christmas time. And then he doesn't exist in my brain. I thought you didn't even like Christmas music. It's just so overplayed that I don't like it. So do you want to hear him or no? Not really. 
I could go the rest of my life without hearing like a crooner Christmas Ladies song. Ladies and gentlemen, Siegel likes okay. Nickelback. Okay, he likes Nickelback. And he's I love Nickelback. I didn't recommend one Nickelback song, mostly Good. because I knew it would piss you Good. off. Nickelback is... Uh, we're going to have an entire episode on Nickelback now. I mean, I'll... You don't have to be part it, of it. But you can do it. Fine, I'll do an entire episode on Nickelback. I'll put a poll up on Instagram, and if people want the Nickelback... Nickelback is not bad. People just... There's like a meme around them that people just, say they're bad. It sounds like you're just grading, like, chalkboard. Like. Nickelback versus Bing Crosby. I'm going to put that as a poll, and I bet Nickelback wins. People would vote Nickelback for the meme, for sure. That, that, that counts, <laughs> in my mind. Okay, Mike, let's go on to our top okay. five for the week of week three. Yes, week three. Okay, do you want to go first or shall I? So, I'll go first. But forget okay. it about Bing Crosby drama. I made okay. changes to my top five, like right just now, anyway. I had um, 17, in, and the more I thought about 17, I was like, I don't like this song as much. So I put Tuolu at five, just to fuck with you. Boo. I put Bonus Last Summer at four. Ashes of Eden, three. Teenage Rosclers, two. And Old Friends, Pine Grove, number one. Oh, wow. I didn't know you liked yeah. that song so much. And I'm very happy you could... Uh, Pine Grove. Yeah, and no, I, I love that I guess, one. I guess I understand why you like it. It fits the mold of what you like, of nostalgia and everything. But I'm surprised I get a lot of songs on this list. I thought it was all yeah. Your no, songs I think this, this is just week. like an. I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't. I'm not in love with a lot of the songs this week. Uh, yeah, these rock stars is great though. Ashes of Eden, I liked. Well, um, Tuolua wasn't gonna make my top five, like I said. But fuck you. But then fuck me. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course, I'm the enemy of the show. I'm the enemy of the people, also. Um. Okay, I okay. I, I'm happy that two of my songs made it, but I do think this is a weaker list or a weaker like overall list this week. So yeah, no, this isn't a great week. Like I said, I think a few times. So my top five is "Hold Your Head Up High" by Darlene Side. Are you starting at five or one? Yeah, five. Five. Sorry, five. Holding your head up high. Hold your head up high, Darlene Side. Four. Let it dive by that long name that I'm not going to repeat. Three by, uh, three is Bonus by really? Orange Boulevard. Yeah, I, I don't oh, know. It's, it, I like the last Barnes Boulevard song. I like this one even more. Uh, he's a, or she, I don't know, whatever you are. It's a good song. Like It's just good to lay back. Exactly. Like, de-stress. I, I do appreciate those songs every once in a while. Uh, two for me is Blues Run the Game. And one is Ashes of Eden by Breaking Bill. So Ashes uh, of Eden wins. Breaking Benjamin. Where'd you put it? Three. Oh, yeah, overall. So it's Ashes of Eden. The winner yeah. of week three is Ashes of Eden, which I'm shocked that I thought I would have the only, be the only one to put it on a list. So out of all the songs this week, I did not think Ashes of Eden would be pronounced the winner. Should I... Should I put like a little gold thing around the winner in our sure. when I post so people know? Okay, I'll start doing that from now on. Uh, we recorded this way past week two, so we'll start it on week three, just yeah. so everyone knows. Uh, so starting week three on our top fives, so we'll put a little gold. You should put a little middle finger on where I put Ben Crosby. Uh, no, I'm just gonna like blur it out, so <laughs> no one knows your top five, which is gonna be top four for no, you. Nobody knows the whole top five at all. It's like this week, Arch decided he didn't want a top five. I inexplicably didn't show up to the podcast. His mic got cut out from like for a bit, and I didn't hear his top five, so we just put four up this week. I had five because I was here censorship. the whole time. This is censorship. Yes, and guess what? I run the <laughs> the Instagram, which, by the way, all our social media is at JM Radio Pod. You can find us on all social media at that handle. And that's where we'll post next week's list, uh, week four, which will also be in the description of this episode. Uh, sorry, the link isn't clickable in the description. That's why I say the best thing to do is to follow our Instagram or our Twitter, where there'll be a link tree that you can just 
click on the link tree and then there's the playlist link all there. You can even find our podcast through that link tree on all our social media. That's the best way. We'll also post a photo or a list so you know if you don't want to go through Spotify and you can make your own list. But yes, at JM Radio Pod. Yeah, bro. Uh, I want to thank again Chappie for the special interview that came out before this episode. Just one final shout out to that guy. No, he counts as like the a part two of week two technically. Oh so, yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. So I just want to give one final like big up to him. The guy's amazing. Go follow him. Yeah, he's, the, he's the best. Uh, new L, new LP coming out. Anyway, Mike, been a pleasure as always. Yep. And you got some lura luraing to do. Oh no, you got some <laughs> listening to do. Don't ruin our catchphrase with your blasphemy. Okay, blasphemy, blasphemy. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.